This is the Infinite Podcast with me, Ulf Tandefliti. Rob is not around for this episode, so it's just this guy over here. Uh, I go boldly into the unknown and uh, find some deeper truths about marriage. This is the sixth episode of The Wake Up Show, a show you can watch live on Facebook and YouTube every Monday morning at 7 o'clock in the a.m. here in Europe. In the U.S. it's a late night show and uh, in Australia and Asia it's uh, in the middle of the day. Perfection, if you ask me. And I talk about marriage, I talk about my marriage, my reluctancy to, towards marriage and uh, and uh, and the biblical proportions of the whole thing. So uh, I think it's quite entertaining and, and uh, at times quite profound. Also remember to support Rabe and me through our Patreon project where you can support the talk show so we can make the greatest show ever. Patreon.com slash The Wake Up Show. Enjoy. Okay. Good morning, uh, good evening, and uh, good afternoon. This is uh, another episode of The Wake Up Show. As you can probably see, I'm not in studio, but... My good friend Ulf is going to take care of you tonight. We're going to talk about the topic of marriage. Marriage. Hmm. What is that? It's, is it just an old, outdated concept with some romantic uh, or practical uh, solutions to it? Or, yeah, I think maybe there's uh, there is some hidden treasures worth uh, discovering in uh, going into the unknown and discover some new stuff about marriage. All right, over to studio. After all of this fun is over, good night, I guess. Good night, good afternoon. This is the wake up show. Top of the morning. I'm here, and as Rabbi said, I'm all alone. Or am I? This episode is about marriage. Quite frankly, because our very first patron subscriber is my wonderful wife, Aneta. Thank you. So infinitely much on that for that. And, uh, um, well, she is my wife after all. And then it just seemed appropriate that this episode would be about marriage. Also, I think me and Rabba's relationship making this show with associates is also sort of like a marriage. <sighs> so, so... Yeah, I, I think it seems poignant and, and uh, relevant to talk about marriage. Now, let's rewind a couple of years, like a lot of years maybe, to when Ulf was a teenager. Now, Ulf was a, an angry atheist, way back then even, and uh, he thought of marriage as a joke. Now, first of all, marriage was something from religion, from the church. So I was not at all interested in that bullshit. And and what was what was the whole thing? Couldn't people just be together without this sort of contract with God? But so this guy in the sky, he was gonna like approve of, of this communion. So so I was very not ever 
getting married. That was not going to happen. Uh, ironically, at the time, I think I was also convinced I could never get a girlfriend. So, well, uh, now I have both. So things change. Interesting. But so I was I was never going to get married. And, and in my early 20s, I think it was sort of, I had this I had this great idea, right? Like, how can you mock marriage the most, like, the how was the best way to make fun of marriage? And this is my, this is what I came, this was my conclusion. I'm going to get married in Vegas. If I'm ever getting married, I'm going to get married in Vegas. So, so, so I believe I told my girlfriend at the time, probably, like, I'm never getting married. Marriage is ridiculous. It's pointless. It's nonsense. And it's just some Christian bullshit. So, so I was like, but I can get married in Vegas in like an Elvis costume that, that I'm, that I'm completely on board with. Cause that's, that would be like me winning over the institution of organized religion and, uh, sticking it right up into their Christian faces that I'm better than them, that I know better, I understand everything. Little did I know. Well, so as the years go by, marriage doesn't even enter my consciousness at all because, well, I stated very clearly that that was never going to happen. But then I meet uh, Aneta, and uh, well, she starts talking about having a family, and I was scared shitless because I I, I was still just you know uh, this uh, afraid little kid, and and here she was talking about like having kids, and and I was uh, well scared. It was the unknown. The great unknown of of parenthood. Gradually, uh, thank God, um, I came around, and uh, we we had a child, our firstborn, Adrian, and uh, then something shifted in me. And at the time, I think I felt like, well, now that we have a kid. And I knew that Annette sort of wanted to get married. I sort of, I thought, I sort of got the, got that feeling. I thought like, okay, let's, let's get, let's get married. So, so in a, well, it was. Didn't overthink it. I just it. it we were at my dad's cabin, and and uh, I would I was changing diapers on our on, on our son, and then I thought like, uh, well, it seems. Seems like this is the point. Actually, I, I, I think it belongs into the story that I didn't, in fact, believe that Annette was going to go to the bathroom while we were in the bathroom changing diapers. And that, to me, from from my experience, was when people are that close that they can go to the bathroom while the only one is there, you're practically married. So that was sort of like the starting point of, of the whole idea that I was going to propose. But she was just... Um, like buckling her belt because uh, uh, her pants were too wide. Power is assumption. So I proposed. She did say yes, but I also had to honor my old agreement says <laughs> we're going to get married in Vegas. And she was on board with that. And uh, I think that was pretty cool. Now, going to Vegas with a, a, a one-year-old seemed like quite the flight. And, and also, I've been to Vegas. It's just the desert and casinos. And back to the whole, there was a small shift, right? So, all of a sudden, it didn't, I didn't feel like mocking marriage anymore. But still, I didn't quite feel like giving in to the whole religious aspect of it. Uh, so... Luckily, actually, through the sitcom How I Met Your Mother, 
we found out that there, there is a Vegas on the East Coast known as Atlantic City. So we went and got married at the beach in Atlantic City. Uh, and it was beautiful. It was transcendent. It was um, out of this world. Now, up to that point, I, I, I was so sure that marriage was just a sham. That was it was just sort of like a mutual agreement, uh, like a like a business agreement, more or less. Like we love each other, but let's put it on onto the pen and paper onto into the books. But it's something it was something bigger than that, uh, and it wasn't me, and it wasn't Annette. It was something like in between the two and uh, it was overwhelming and 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 also just celebrating love our 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 love was was pretty great so that's how i got married and and that's that was sort of like my initial journey into well refusing the deal accepting the call going into the unknown and actually realizing that marriage was actually quite beautiful um we did not have a religious uh, ceremony um but it was still well quite transcendent now rob has made like a schedule for me that's pretty great he's a pretty great guy should have married him. Didn't want to get married. That was the first topic. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't want to get married. But then I did. It changed. Now, now the next, the next thing, it says marriage and duality. What the hell is marriage and duality? I wrote that. Actually, I told Robert to write that and he wrote that. Okay. Now, marriage is a, well, it's a pact between two people. Man, woman, 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 man, 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 horse. Not in that many areas and probably not the best of ideas. And I've prepared a piece of paper, which I found to be quite interesting. Wedding vows. Now, a wedding is, in a sense, two becoming one, right? So you have these two people, and they're becoming one, and the engine for all of that is love, I believe. I know, you know, that love is the glue that keeps marriage together. Love and marriage go together like a Horse and carriage. Yeah. If it's in a song, it must be at least a shred of truth in that. So, two are becoming one. And I was a bit curious as to how do the different religious communities use that in ceremony. So, I'm going to read to you guys the, the Jewish wedding vows. Now, during a traditional Jewish wedding, the bride and groom may say these words in Hebrew. Now, I don't speak Hebrew, so I'm going to do it in English. Now, it starts with, I am my beloved, and my beloved's mine. That's nice. And then they exchange rings and the seven blessings. Teshiva berkahut. Okay, I'm going to have to go to Hebrew school, I guess, but... Let's hear this. Blessed are you, Adwai, our God, ruler of the universe. Gladden the beloved companion as you gladden your create creatures in the Garden of Eden. Blessed are you, Adonai, who gladdens this couple. Blessed are you, Adonai, our God, ruler of the universe, who created joy and gladness, loving couples, mirth, glad song, pleasure, delight, love, loving communities, peace, and companionship. Adonai, our God, let there soon be heard 
the voice of the loving couple, the sound of their jubilance from their canopies and of the youths from their song-filled feasts. Blessed are you who causes the couple to rejoice one with the other. We bless God for creating joy and happiness, bride and groom. Mirth song. What, what, I don't know what mirth song is, but let's continue. Gladness and joy, rejoicing. That I know of. Love and harmony, peace and companionship. And we thank God for letting this bride and groom rejoice together. Let me just double check that there is nothing on this second side. Oh. There's more? God damn it, papers. Right. Oh no. Printed on both pages. No, it's the. Oh. It's the Hindu ones. I'm going to say that for later. Okay. Let me just do like a quick, quick check. Shit's working. No sound. Perfect sound. Oh, yeah. That's, that's pretty wonderful. Hello, Rabbe. Hello, Morton. Hello, Lars. Hello, Maya. Hello, Ryan. Yes. What American viewer. Yes. Because it's an evening show. Now we're full circle. God damn it. That's pretty great. Okay, back to the program. Now they speak a lot about this God character in this uh, this Jewish wedding vows. And to me back in the day, that was so annoying because this God person who seems to be nowhere in sight gets all the credit, gets all the glory. But God is the thing in between the two. God is the thing that melts this duality into unity. And we're forgetting that. Because we're so caught up in being us. Being me. And that is Aneta. She's over there. And Ulf is, Ulf is over here. What's in between here? It's unity. And, and the power of that is... Is so much bigger than the two separates. Combined, infinite power. Not to control and rule the galaxy as father and son in the Star Wars sagas, but to make the world a massively better place. Trust me on that one. Now, maybe they sing it? I don't know. Joy and happiness. Joy and happiness. Now, back in the day when I wanted to get married in Vegas, I was living very, I thought happily in my um, limited self as a poor little me stuck on planet Earth uh, trying to do my best to survive. And uh, and I think one of the reasons why I thought marriage was so stupid was, was because I was separate. And I, I couldn't see how being married to another person would make me any closer to that person because anyhow I turned the picture around, we were two separate entities. And when I realized that that's the whole that's the whole point is that you have to give up that idea of self to become the we and and that takes a bit of courage because you know what what are you if you are not just the self what are you if you are not just ulf and marriage is uh, is the gateway drug to 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 get you get you into that good place of joy and happiness. And mirth song. Is it earth song? Mirth. I don't even know what mirth is. Sounds cool though. I wanted to read another one. Hindu wedding vows. Okay. Let's do this. So Hinduism, big in Asia. Yeah. Didn't take religion at the university, so 
be gentle with me. As bride and groom walk around the flame, honoring Anji, the fire god, they recite the following. The fire god. That's pretty cool. That's passionate. Let us take the first step to provide for our household a nourishing and pure diet, avoiding those food injurious to healthy living. Damn. Let's take the second step to develop physical, mental, and spiritual powers. Let us take the third step to increase our wealth by righteous means and proper use. Let's take the fourth step to acquire knowledge, happiness, and harmony by mutual love and trust. Let us take the fifth step so we are blessed with strong, virtuous, and heroic children. Let us take the sixth step for self-restraint and longevity. Finally, let us take the seventh step and be true companions and remain lifelong partners by this wedlock. Wow. That's pretty powerful. Hindus know what's up. Yet they do speak of the same things. Now, I think what frightened me the most was the fact that it seemed like I had to give something up to gain something. What I later, later realized is that by going on the adventurous journey of marriage, what I gained was so much bigger than what I thought I, what I had to leave behind. Because I had to leave behind poor little me. And I had to be all of it. And that's, that's actually, it's kind of fun, right? Now, the Protestant wedding vows, which feel more traditional, right? Like from the movies. Traditional Protestant wedding vows may be the most familiar to you. Yeah. If you're nervous about slipping up, ask your clerk. Okay, this was said, like tips for different vows. In the name of God, I, Ulf, take you, Ulf, to be my husband and or wife, to have and to hold from this day forward for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and in health, to love and to cherish until we are parted by death. This I solemnly vow. Now, the reason why I said my name both as the bride and groom is because I do see that there is also an interesting pattern in terms of the duality within oneself. Now, in my experience, very, like, if you make it very concrete, you can turn Elf into two things. It's, uh, it's the ego, you know, and it's the soul. Now, if these things are like separate, it's hard to be Ulf because like the the ego wants to to impress everyone and build the biggest iPhones, and the soul just wants to experience and and um, and enjoy this experience and learn. But if I manage to combine the two, by golly, what will happen then? Maybe I will be content with life. Maybe I will be happy in both sickness and in health, for better and for worse, in good days and bad days. Now, I think before I thought, in sickness and in health. So if if uh, my wife gets sick, I do the dishes. If she's not feeling well, I drive the kids to school. But now I see that this, this speaks of something way bigger than that. 
it speaks of finding the power within you through the communion with another to to actually live life even though there is sickness regardless of whether your health is good or bad and i think it's the whole marriage thing is is so perfect because it's hard to unite soul ulf and the ego ulf without without someone to play ball with because we're living in duality i tried living in in, in as a singularity it was uh, fun for a while but a bit lonely now this place on the other hand there's like billions of us and there's trees and horses and cats and dogs and strawberries and raspberries <sighs> yeah and and we get to experience the fact that by communing with with someone when we let our guard down when we just be with another human we are something far greater something bigger we are love and ironically we're god which seems blasphemous at some at some weird level but why god is the thing in between the two god is love and all of this this just labels and words but we actually need to 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 acknowledge that love is also in the bad days it's not just the good days who are blessed with love it's also the bad ones because that's the life experience that you my friend are so lucky to have you won the lottery even when you lost let's do another wedding wow shall we We've been getting married tons of times today. That's great. Catholic wedding vows. Oh, this one I like. Apache wedding vows. In Apache tradition, there may not be exchanging of vows. However, a wedding blessing is read to the couple. Now so I'm reading the, the blessing. Now you will feel no rain for each of you will shelter the other. Now you will feel no cold, for each of you will be warmth for the other. Now there will be no loneliness, for each of you will be companion to the other. Now you are two person, but there is only one life ahead of you. May beauty surround you both in the journey ahead and through all the years. May happiness be your companion and your days together be good and long upon earth. Treat yourselves and each other with respect and remind yourselves often of what brought you together. Give the highest priority to the tenderness, gentleness and kindness of that your connection deserves. When frustration, difficulties, and fear assail your relationship, as they threaten all relationship one time or another, remember to focus on what is right between you, not only the part which seems wrong. Well, that's the good stuff, right? Do you feel that? That is the good stuff. In this way, you can ride on out the storms when the clouds hide the face of the sun in your lives, remembering that even if you lose sight of it for a moment, the sun is still there. And if each of you take responsibility for the quality of your life together, it will be marked by abundance and delight. Damn! Now I want to remarry as in an Apache wedding, that was beautiful. Now, like all the good stuff is 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 like it's it's all it's all good. But when the storms hide the sun and the frustration, 
and the fear, that's when it that's when you need that the juice. That's when the love kicks in. That's when you need to trust that it's there. And it is, my friend. It's it always has been and it always will be. <sighs> wow. Gonna check out Rabbe's uh, schedule. So he says, Einstein is asking the studio question. Now, Einstein, do you have a... I'm now gonna say, is it sound? Come on. Don't say I lost sound. No, I still have sound. This is the point in the show where I, I'm taking questions. So if anyone has any questions, I believe if you write if you write questions in the in the thing on the side of the thing, I'm gonna, gonna answer that. <laughs> if there's no thing in the thing, I'm gonna make up a question. That also works, right? Question. What's the whole thing with until death do us part? Yeah, interesting question there, listener number four. It's, um, where was the till death do us part? We parted by death. That sounds horrible. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, as I said, we're living in this uh, this box called duality, and uh, this duality is uh, segmented by birth. Uh, it's the beginning of the whole shebang, and death is like the end of the thing. And within those realms, we can experience infinite love, and one very efficient way to do that is to give yourself totally to another human being. Or tree. But in a different way, not, not like physically. Do not sleep with a tree. That's a bad idea. Horrible, horrible. Now, after death, we we go back to whatever we was before birth, and well, in my experience, that place is love. So we're here to experience love in physical form, and when we go out of this, we we are love. So. In a sense, after death, we are the thing that is the thing that is between us. That, that sounds about right, right? I like that. I'm gonna do the Catholic one. Now, Ulf and Ulf, have you come here freely and without reservation to give yourself to each other in marriage? Yes, we have. Will you honor each other as man and wife for the rest of your lives? Lives? Yes, yes, yes. All of my lives, I will actually do that. That's cool. Will you accept children lovingly from God and bring them up according to the law of Christ and his church? Well, now, earlier, this would be a major deal-breaker for me. So I'm going to bring them up according to the law of Christ and his church. Now, if I don't recall incorrectly, Jesus was very much about love and grace. Yeah, I think that seems like a good place to... To bring up your children? You will respond with either I will or yes. I will. I will. I, Ulf, take you, Ulf, to be both my husband and my wife. I promise to be true to you in good times and bad. In sickness and health, I will love you and honor you all the days of my life. Now, what I really like about this thing I will love you and honor you all the days of my life. Now, in duality, I would typically think that I have to, all the days of my life, to love and honor my partner. But if I don't love and honor myself, 
how can I ever be able to love and honor my partner? So it all starts with me, right? If I am capable of these things, in sickness and in health, what am I left with? So, trust that. Okay. I also have some Cherokee wedding vows. Let me check the time schedule. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Marriage as a metaphor for all relationships. I think we've... We've gone into that subject, haven't we? I see. I think so, but well, let's go in there before I do the the next vows. I think, uh, as I said in the intro, both with and without sound, Rabbe and I have this thing together where we're making this talk show. We're doing these wonderful podcasts and it's been and it is and it had always has always been such a delight and it's a communion between me and Rabbe and we've had rough patches and challenges and typically it is because of misunderstandings of not actually listening But when we are listening to each other and when we're communicating well, things are functioning beautifully, right? And I think that's in any relationship. Like, what's the four agreements again? So be impeccable with your word, right? That's the first one. Like, if 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 you're being unclear or or vague, how is how is your partner or friend? going to be able to to understand what you're communicating and like for me and Rabba our biggest breakthroughs in 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 doing this project that we're doing has been when we've realized that we're we're speaking past each other we're not seeing eye to eye like we're we're on different we're on different pages and when we acknowledge that we can actually figure out what pages we are on then, and then find find uh, a, gra- a, a, a common ground where we can actually speak together and we can find find the love and we can find the, the, the power and we can find the creativity. Because when you feel not heard, you become sort of very, like, grasping after like attention and and just nobody understands me but maybe you weren't listening in the first place it all starts with the listening to the word and i've uh, uh realized that in in all relationships there is the the commitment to the relationship, whether it's a friendship, whether it's a colleague, whether it's the person uh, at the checkout at the grocery store, that you can actually be present in that moment, good or bad, surrender to that moment and actually just be there. And there you have it. Love is abundant and and it's it's a beautiful thing can be hard at times for all of us because we do tend to get in our own way don't we <sighs> ah no 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 questions if you have any questions this is a good time because i was uh i can i think i can think of another question don't worry about it um I'm gonna gonna read some vows. Now we did the Apache ones. 
Let's check out the Cherokee ones. God in heaven above, please protect the ones we love. We honor all you created as we pledge our hearts and lives together. We honor Mother Earth and ask for our marriage to be abundant and grow stronger through the seasons. We honor fire and ask that our union be warm and glowing with love in our hearts. We honor wind and we ask that we sail through life safe and calm as in our Father's arms. We honor water to clean and soothe our relationship, that it may never thirst of love. With all the forces of the universe you created, we pray for harmony as we grow forever young together. Oh, that's cool. They even put an amen to at the end. We grow forever young together. That's that, I like that. It's not about growing old. It's about growing young. Because that's the thing, right? When you, when you let go of this self that you're so keen on protecting against the forces of nature, the wind, the fire, the water. What's like the four elements? Earth, wind, fire. It's like, uh, what's the fourth one? Time? Maybe there was just there's three. God damn it. Why do you know? Well, you know, and I know, that it's all about the surrendering to the moment. And I can try as much as I like to plan ahead. But if I'm present right here and now with you, my friend, then we're all good. And no matter what happens, whether there be sound or no sound, whether there be picture or no picture, whether I have a hat on or not, why do I have a hat on? It doesn't make any sense. Or does it? Time will tell. But at the core of it all, I think, at least to me, as this teenage Ulf, stuck in ego land, because I was convinced I did not have a soul. When my friend Christian said to me, but Ulf, if you feel inside, like feel inside what you're talking about, inside are my vital organs. All they do is their tasks. But I guess he planted a seed that day. And which allowed my soul to actually come forth and allowed me to find some balance in my life when I communed the two and became one. The one. The main character of my story, Ulf's story. <sighs> With a hat. And a baseball bat. That doesn't... That's just me rambling on. I don't have a baseball bat. Never were any good at sports. Should have married sports, I guess. That'd be much, much better. I'm going to read the Buddhist wedding vows. Save those for last. Because I'm, I kind of enjoyed Buddhism. I have a soft spot for Buddhism. I always have. <clears throat> Ulf. Or maybe let's let's uh, let's say ego and soul. Well, that's cool, right? Ego and soul. Do you pledge to help each other to develop your hearts and minds? Ooh. Cultivating compassion, generosity, ethics, patience, enthusiasm, concentration, and wisdom as you age and undergo the various ups and downs of life and transform them into the path of love, compassion, joy, and equanimity. Man, I need to check out what equanimity means, but uh, then the ego and the soul says, we do. 
recognizing that the external conditions in life will not always be smooth and that internally your own minds and emotions will sometimes get stuck in negativity, do you pledge to see all these circumstances as a challenge to help you grow, to open your hearts, to accept yourselves and each other, and to generate compassion for others who are suffering? We do. Understanding that just as we are a mystery to ourselves, each other person is also a mystery to us. Do you pledge to seek to understand yourselves, each other, and all living beings, to examine your own minds continually and to regard all the mysteries of life with curiosity and joy? We do. Do you pledge to preserve and enrich your affection for each other and to share it with all beings, to take the loving feelings you have for one another and your vision of each other's potential and inner beauty as an example and and rather than spiraling inwards and becoming self-absorbed, to radiate this love outwards to all beings. We do. Because that's why we are here right now. Sharing rather than stocking up. Because this party is for all of us. We're all invited to it. Wow, that was... That was pretty. That was pretty powerful. Stuff was so early in the morning for, for poor old ego Ulf. But uh, he has soul Ulf by his side, and together, like the yin and yang twins, we're good to go. Okay, okay, okay. Let's do the last one. Let's do the last one. The non-denominational wedding vows. I commit myself to you as wife and husband or as unity. To learn and to grow with, to explore and adventure with, to respect you in everything as an equal partner in the foreknowledge of joy and pain, strength and weariness, direction and doubt, for all the rising and settings of the sun. We tie these knots to symbolize our connection to each other. They represent our trust in each other and our combined strength together. And then I guess they tie a fisherman's knot, which grows stronger with pressure. And that's that's kind of cool, right? Because it's the if life is just a series of of uh, well blissful, joyful, wonderful events, how is that going to tighten your inner wisdom of the love that all of this is very well planted on? And you need to actually trust that, that this connection is super strong. Stronger than anything ever created. Stronger than creation itself is love. Fully merging the feminine and the masculine in you. Now, I've wrote this. Why on earth did I write this? Yes. Yes. Now... Back in the days when I was young, I thought that the feminine was women and the masculine was men. So marriage would be the feminine and the masculine joining together. I don't think I was opposed to same-sex marriage, sex marriages, but in a sense, it does seem like that from this vantage point. But then again, I just hated all concepts, so... Who knows, right? Now, I've later learned that the feminine and the masculine is actually, well, it's all within you, baby. 
easier to see through an external mirror, like a partner, like a wife, or like a husband, or like a random person walking past you on the street. Because we're all, we're all mirrors, right? Uh, so, coming to terms with the fact that you are both the feminine and the masculine, and it, the, the object of this mission is not to become the ultimate warrior hero or the perfect, nurturing, caring, loving earth thing. We're going to do both. Yeah. And we're going to do it. And we're going to fail at it. And we're going to stumble and we're going to fall. But we will learn and we will grow and we will improve. You see, that's what we're doing right now. We're not messing up. We're learning. We're not failing. We're growing. And in a marriage, when things get rough, if that's your indication of, well, this marriage is failing, so let's just bail. I'm not saying maybe there, there is always a time for a separation. Different episode. This is the focus on getting it all together. But when we realize that it's a learning experience, then the whole thing shifts, right? Then, it's, then you don't have to run away from anything. A speeding train, yes. Physical objects in high speed, yes. Your emotions, no. Because your emotions are here to teach you something like the mirror right in front of you. So, like, just stick around, breathe, and listen. Listen, and you will grow. You don't see plants screaming at the sky, like, please, water. They're just listening. Bring it in. Trusting. In the good things. It's pretty beautiful. Now, my final thoughts on marriage. Well, what are my final thoughts on marriage? It was... Getting married was one of the most wonderful days of my life because I, for a brief moment in time, let go of myself and allowed myself to be united with our greater self together with my wonderful wife. We were standing at the beach in Atlantic City or Longport, which is a bit south of the city itself and we were singing to each other now we've always been fond of the Beatles might be my father-in-law's fault or to his uh, words elude me to his credit uh, so and uh, and uh, well the Beatles has always struck me like well a failed marriage? No, no, no. They were growing and learning too. Just like we all are. But the song that we felt was, was perfect for that time goes a little something like this, I think. And I tell you something I think you'll understand when I say that something, I want to hold your hand. Now, I'm getting really emotional because whenever I sing that song, I let go of myself and I become a part of everything. And when I become a part of everything, I become overwhelmed with joy 
and grace. I wanna hold your hand. I wanna hold your hand. Because that's all we want, right? For someone to hold our hand. Now, what do you know? You, my friend, are there to hold your own hand and carry you through and through the help of others around you. You can get to even higher vantage points of this beautiful, wondrous thing called life. Marriage. Like a horse and carriage. This I tell you, brother. Can't have one without the other. <clears throat> we're, we're closing in on what seems to be the 8 o'clock mark. And, well, as a tradition on this show, I've searched the internet far and wide. And the internet is pretty far and pretty wide, I tell you. To find a quote that I think is suitable for today's episode. I printed it out on a piece of paper, and this paper is right here in front of me. And I'm going to read it to you, my good friends. If you want to make the world a better place, take a look at yourself and make a change. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson actually wrote that, sang it in a song. Now that mirror can either be in your hallway or it can be through your partner. But it's not about changing your partner. It's about you growing to become what you always have been. Infinitely awesome. So... With that, I believe I'm going to wrap this party up. Now, I've prepared a clip for you, which was a gift to my beautiful wife, whom I love infinitely, as I do love myself. Because if I cannot love myself, how can I love anyone? Thank you so much for hanging out with me this fine morning. I hope you all have a good one. Where we began I can't begin to know when But then I know it's growing strong Was it the spring? Then spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come along? Hands Touching hands Reaching out Touching me Touching you Sweet wife of mine A Good times never seem so To believe they never would But now I Look at the night And it don't seem so lonely We fill it up with only two And when I heard Hurt and runs off my shoulders 
How can I hurt when holding you? One Touching one Reaching out Touching me Touching you Sweet wife of mine Good times never seem so good I've been inclined To believe they never would No, no, no Sweet wife of mine Good times never seem so good Wife of mine